Welcome to this special episode of Legacy Nashville Podcast. In this episode, Hillsong teacher Pastor Nathan Finocchio joins us for Legacy Weekend, a power-packed conference rooted in the presence of God and the life-changing truth of His Word. We pray this message encourages and empowers you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's join the weekend. Are you guys doing all right? Yes. Great. It's just... Um... It's been a real treat. I'm flying home back to Sydney today, um, but uh, yeah, it's just been an awesome couple days. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I, I travel full time at the moment, and um, it it says a lot about your church, um, the way that you treat guests. Um, and I just want you to know that your, your pastors and your team are so, so generous and they're just like, just, I I felt like I've been family the moment that I got picked up from the airport. Um, it's cool. So it's just, it's just, you know, it, it, it means a lot, you know, like I think that you just, um, Allison and and Lyle, you guys are just unbelievable. Um, I just think that what you guys are doing here is just absolutely incredible. And, you know, the Lord has brought you guys here, you know, very purposely, Lyle. You, you thought that, um, you thought you had other plans when you came to Nashville. You didn't know what you were doing, but God knew exactly what he was doing. And Legacy Church is not um, a Lyle idea. It's a God idea. And, um, you know, you guys have, Lord's brought you two together. Your story is really cool, Lally. You've been kind of sharing it with me, but I just really sense the hand of God on both of your lives, just in a really powerful way. Um, and um, I just believe that the Lord's going to continue to give you ground and give you favor and give you strategy and put all the right people around you. But ultimately, at the end of the day, dude, you are a, such a gifted leader. Um, you just are, and you have, um, you know, the Lord's put everything that you need inside of you, um, you know, to take this, this, this house into, uh, you know, everything that God has for it. I just see um, continual and constant taking of ground. Uh, I'm believing that God gives you favor with local government and just every single, like, I, I believe the Lord's just going to begin to give you favor uh, just in an, an incredible way. And, and I believe that Allison is part of that. You know, people look at you and they're like, all right, but then they look at Allison and they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord, the Lord's, the Lord's put you guys together. Honestly, it's it's really really beautiful. Um, and you guys already know this. How your you know your gifts complement one another and complete one another. And um, um, you know, Allison, I haven't heard you talk, but I just feel to just um, just say that I feel like there's a season coming into your life where you, there's going to be a demand on your ability to preach. I don't even know if you preach or speak. Um, but, but I just see, um, you know, that there's, there's a, you know, what you're pastoring and leading here, you know, obviously you guys are doing it together and it's just so wonderful, but there's something that's on your life, you know, that goes beyond this house. Um, well, that's already true of you, but Allison, that's true of you too. You know, and the Lord's going to begin to kind of stir in that. And it's season and it's timing. There is going to be a switch that goes off inside of you and you will know. You know what I mean? You'll just know, oh, you know, you'll wake up and go, I'm going to start writing sermons and 
invitations will come and there's there's a word that the Lord's put inside of you and it goes beyond here and you're going to be a blessing to I believe a lot of people um, so I'm excited for that And, and, and just, you know, the two of you, I, I know that you guys aren't warriors, but just believe that, that the Lord's provision is going to be, it's almost, there's, there's always going to be provision. Yeah. You're, just, you're just never going to, you're going to never have to turn any of your congregants upside down and shake them for pennies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like the Lord's bringing people around you that see the vision and they're going to, and the Lord's going to continue to multiply that. And there's always going to be, there's always going to be provision for the vision in this house so i just bless you guys in the name of jesus you are a dynamic powerful couple and if you're going to this if this is church is your home this is good soil um i I believe that the the your fruitfulness is often tied to the place that you you know you decide to 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 obey jesus and okay lord i'm gonna like a be like a seed and i'm gonna die here and i'm gonna be fruitful here you know what i'm saying and um, so this is a good place to let your roots go down deep. I think you can, you know, we, we, I believe that, that you guys are just, you guys are dynamic. Honestly, I've been telling all my friends about your church. Um, I was FaceTiming my, my pastor this morning in the car, Carl Lentz, and, um, and he's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in Nashville. He's like, well, why? You know, like, <laughs> well, he had told me he had just spoke at something here in Nashville. And I was like, I'm with, you know, uh, this guy Lyle here. And he's like, is Lyle in the car? I'm like, yeah. He's like, thanks for telling me, you know. <laughs> he's like, I, w- I could have started talking about drugs I'm going to use, you know. like. So, so we, they just, they met really quickly. But, you know, I was just, just pumped to brag on you and introduce you to him and, and just anybody else. And, um, you know, you guys aren't alone and you're not doing life alone and and you know that but your church needs to know that too you know like josh kelsey by the way says hi so yeah he loves you guys i had a good chat with him yesterday and um all right let's preach or teach rather i'm gonna teach i'm not preachy today i'm teachy today um you may have heard a, a message on this passage before. If you're taking notes today, the title of this, this talk is Ziklag. Um, just, we're, we're doing a lot of, of weird Hebrew things. We did Yad with Kabad yesterday. We're doing Ziklag today. Ziklag is a, is a, is a name of a city. Uh, we're going to look um, at uh, 1 Samuel 27 verse 1. 1 Samuel 27, verse 1, Then David said in his heart, Now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. He's a little bit concerned. He's a little bit worried. (laughs) For good reason. We'll get there in a second. There's nothing better for me than that I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will despair of seeking me any longer within the borders of Israel, and I shall escape out of his hand. Uh, Where we arrive here in this story is a strange and a, a dark time for David. It's, we're going to look at David's, uh, this, this, this talk is called Ziklag, but we could call this talk David's worst day. Wow. And um, so David is the son of Jesse, the forgotten son of Jesse. It's really interesting when you look through scripture at very significant people 
in the scriptures, it almost always talks about their mom. You ever notice that? Right? Like, like the Bible doesn't leave out a mom if she's a significant mom, a mom of faith, right? Like Sarah, right? Rebecca, Rachel, Ruth, right? Like Ruth is the, the grandmother of, of Jesse's father, uh, of, of, of David's father, Jesse. Um, so, so women in the scriptures, especially women that are married to the patriarchs, etc., cetera, um, and the mothers of these men, the patriarchs, really important figures, and somebody who as as important and has so much scripture written about him as David, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, his mention of his mother is conspicuously missing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the story? So David is this shepherd boy, and he is out in the fields, and he you know plays his guitar, and he's shepherding, <laughs> and um, and the Lord. Uh, at the time, this guy named Saul was king. Saul was the first king of Israel. And Saul had a good start, but he started to go sour. Okay? He was an idiot. He didn't obey the Lord. He was really actually afraid of, of man and afraid of what the people would think and um, didn't obey the Lord. And, and so the Lord was just like, yeah, I'm, you know, I regret making Saul king, and I've found a person who is a man after my own heart. I've found a person who, like, they love me and we have this insane relationship. Um, as we saw last night, David had this 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 weird prophetic anticipation of relationship with God in the in the the, the, the old covenant. Yeah. Think about that, right? Like he broke the rules of the old covenant constantly. Do you know what I'm saying? He just kind of like acted like he owned the place. Um, you know, eat, eating the uh, the bread of the presence. Like, no, you're not allowed to do that unless you're a Levite. David's like, no, I have a relationship with God. I can do whatever I want. This is weird. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like this presumption, but, you know, when you have a strong relationship with somebody, you sort of presume. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. long story short, so so David is, is um, he's picked. And, and so the Lord says to Samuel, who's the prophet at the time, look, I want you to go and I want you to, to the, you know the house of Jesse, and I want you to, and I'm going to tell you who, which son of Jesse I've chosen to replace Saul. So the prophet goes; he's got a horn of oil, and he's going to, you know, bucket this dude with anointing oil, right? <laughs> and so the, he goes in, and Samuel goes down the roster, you know, one by one. All these di- these guys are all like Brad Pitt from Troy. <laughs> I mean, like, good looking, just chiseled. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like carved, and um, and going down, and like, surely this is the dude. No, I've rejected him. Surely this is the dude. No, he's a loser. Sure, this is the dude. Hate him. You know what I mean? Like, so Samuel gets to the like the end of the line. He's like, Lord, like, am I missing something? You're not speaking, you know? And Lord's like, no, like, uh, there's another, there's another. He's not here. So then Samuel's like, Jesse, are all your sons here? And right, like so, like think just the, just think of the idea and the fact that David's not invited to that party. Right, 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 right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, assemble all your sons. Yeah, here's my sons. <laughs> you hearing me? Yeah. Most scholars believe that David was the product of an affair. Yeah. And in Psalm 51, you know, he goes in sin. I was conceived yeah. in sin. My mother conceived me. That's the only mention of David's uh, mother. Yeah. One time, and David says it was in sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right? So it's not just the sin. A lot of times people look at that passage and they go, yeah, see, like, the, the sin nature. It's like, well, maybe, maybe there's something more to it. Yeah. Look at what this guy's dealing with. No mention of his mother, yes. but mention of, of Jesse's line all the way to Ruth. Wow. You hearing me? Yes. It's just weird. And then it just, and, and so, yeah, yeah, I could sort of have a son, but he's tiny, he's little, he like, you know, takes care of the sheep. Not really my son, he's only 14, he's not even a man. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like that's, that's not consistent culturally with, with the rest of the scriptures either. Do you know what I mean? To just leave out somebody because, like, what, was Isaac not Abraham's son because he was a kid? You hearing me? Right? So a son was a son no matter how old they were. So David comes in, and the Lord's just like, that one. And so, dunks, right? Like, just oil dunks. And so, think of it. He's sitting there, and his brothers probably know what's happened, you know? And he's like kind of like the, the forsaken son, because he represents a father's infidelity. Uh, and Jesse's kind of like, what is this? It's like a Joseph situation. Like, what happened to Joseph when, he shared, when, when like, the boys found out the calling on his life, right? So he's like, well, I guess I'm going to be king of Israel. And they're just like, uh, probably not. This prophet's having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Would have just weirded the whole family dynamic. Yeah. But what does David do after being anointed? Goes back to tending sheep. Yeah. Goes back to just being the little brother that they punch and make fun of. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. David, uh, Saul has a... a uh, because he's disobeyed the Lord and he's been rejected by the Lord, the Lord sends an, an oppressive spirit to trouble Saul. Saul f- hears that there is a, a guy who plays you know, music and it just is relaxing and it's amazing, like your brown noise, Lyle. <laughs> he's got this little app that he puts on. It's brown noise, not white noise, because white noise, you know what I mean? It's not too harsh. I got to get that brown noise. <laughs> So David's just, you know what I mean? Like he plays, he's anointed, demons flee. You know what I'm saying? So he begins to minister to Saul. Uh, but David's not a warrior yet. He goes back and forth from ministering to Saul. He brings some cheese and some bread and some supplies because Israel is encamped against the Philistines at this time. And so David's sort of knowing Saul because he's kind of got access because he's like the guy who, you know, lulls uh, Saul to sleep kind of walks in one day and he's just like, yeah, like, uh, I'll, I'll take out Goliath. And Saul's like, okay, you know, like, David goes out, you know the story, and, like, people with slingshots don't kill professional soldiers. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the Lord is the hero of that story. It's, it's, not, it's not David, right? So David wins uh, this, this battle. The Lord gives him this victory, he begins to, uh, he kind of like leaves the shepherding gig and in a new era of his life sort of ushers in. He begins to go out and battle and he's really, really successful. God gives him favor and he's kicking butt left, right, and center, right? Yeah. Uh, we're talking Game of Thrones type vibes, okay? He's just like, right? Like just slicing and dicing. And the people in Israel begin to sing, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul hates that song. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the worst song ever. It's like Smooth with with Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana. It's a bad song. It's horrible. It's like Crash by Dave Matthews Band. 
It's just like, I don't want to hear that. It's painful. It's horrible. Take that Amscray, right? <laughs> so, so, so David... Uh, David is in a conundrum because he, God's giving him all this favor and he's doing everything on behalf of Saul, right? Like doing the right thing and not getting the results that he's obviously wanting. Saul tries to kill him. Um, it's really weird. You know, David's like, okay, that was weird. For whatever reason, David comes back and stays faithful to Saul. Saul thinks, oh, maybe I'll you know, just marry David uh, to my to my to my daughter and create sort of like a you know Game of Thrones vibes, right? Like marriage, blood alliance, right? And um, and this is crazy. Like this is this is the kind of guy that David is. He's so loyal and so faithful and always does double what he's asked. This is a funny part of the scripture, by the way. The Bible is so interesting. Uh, so, so Saul's like, I'm going to, you know, I want you to marry my daughter, but I want you like, so the bride price is a hundred Philistines foreskins. You do the math. Okay. How do you get a Philistine foreskin? You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, how do you get them? Number two, where do you put them? Like in a sack? Do you know what I mean? Like. It's just weird. Who was counting them? I want to know that guy in, in heaven. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was me. <laughs> what did you do, man? Who, who did you make angry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it's so funny. So, he, Saul asked for 100. David gets 200. Right? To make the counting guy's life worse. 200, right? Like, like Saul, what do you want from me? I want 100. I'll give you 200. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what do you, I, I will do, I'm going the extra mile constantly for him, right? But Saul continues to chase after. He, he's just insane with jealousy. He knows that David's anointed. He, he foresees that God's hand is on his life. And so there's obviously some building opposition. Saul tries to kill him a second time. And David's just like, I'm out of here. You know, I'm, I'm peacing. So that, this is kind of contextually where we've arrived here. So David says in his heart, I'm going to perish one day by the hand of Saul. Right? right. right? Like I'm anointed king, right, right, right. Um, but things aren't working out the way I, you know what I mean? Like, Lord, you anointed me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now all, of, and I've, all I've done is the right thing. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You hearing me? Come on. Come on. And... So now David is like, he's fearful. He's afraid, right? Like beginning to make decisions that are fear-based. There's nothing better for me. There's nothing better for me than I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Do you know who the Philistines are? They're sworn enemies. That's how bad this situation is. Then Saul will despair of seeking me any longer and I shall escape out of his hand. So he goes to this place called Ziklag. Ziklag is um, the name of the town that was deeded to David by Achish, one of the five kings of, of the Philistines. It's in Philistia. It's not in Israel. It's a place that David runs to to escape. So he's trying to escape his own people. He should be fighting for his own people. He should, he should be killing Philistines, but he's running for his life and hanging out with the very people that, that you know, he should be killing. You hearing me? Yeah. Very, very strange um, 
season of his life. Ziklag is where he's hanging out and he's in the in-between. A Ziklag, I'm going to bring some application here to this passage. A Ziklag is an in-between place in your life. A Ziklag is a place in your life where you're anointed, but you're not king. Right? So it's like the, the, the promise has been, been given, but the promise has not yet been fulfilled. Ziklag is impermanent. It's impermanent. It's not uh, the place where you're supposed to be. It's, it's, it's not like where you're thinking. It, it might be a job or a vocation or a season that's just not supposed to last forever. You know, a Ziklag could very well be like you're at McDonald's and you're flipping burgers, right? And it's paying, you know, for your life and you're in college or whatever. That's a great example of a Ziklag. How many of you ever had a Ziklag job before? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to, to tell me which ones of you are in Ziklag right now. I reckon that there are different Ziklags for different people. A Ziklag is a borrowed place. That isn't yours. Wow, wow, wow. It's not yours uh, because it's someone else's, and you can you're continually exposed and having to dance kind of delicately and, and walk on eggshells. When I go home, um, I'm 37, right? So when I go home, see my family in, in Canada, even though I'm a grown man, I'm married. You know, I've been away from home for a while. There's something about when you get to your parents' house. Do you know what I'm saying? You just like you throw your shoes off. You put your feet on the couch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just root around and f- looking for food. <laughs> right? You, you open up their fridge. You don't ask. It's your house. Yeah. Right? And your parents are loving it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, he's home. Yeah, of course. You know, you're drinking milk out of the carton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just pouring it, just looking at them like, yeah. you know, like dripping everywhere, you know. You know, asking your mom to make food. You know what I mean? It's like, you haven't been here for 20 years, you know what I mean? You're just like, Mom, meatloaf now, you know, like ordering her around. You just, it's your place. Do you know what I'm saying? A zigzag is like when it's not your place. You ever been to a friend's house and they're like, make yourself feel comfortable? But you know, don't make yourself feel comfortable. Right? Like we say that, but we don't mean it. Do you know what I'm saying? Even if we reiterate it. No, make yourself, no, come on, come on, make yourself feel comfortable. Right? But if they're like rooting around, you're just like, can I help you? Right? You know what I mean? Like there's certain decorum, like even though you're going, no, 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 you're, you know, my, my house, your house. But if they put their feet up on your couch, you're like, yeah. Just, you know what I mean, right? Like you're just, if I say make yourself feel comfortable, I'm going like, why are you here right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is. I'm sorry. That's Ziklag. You ever stayed at somebody's house and like you stayed that extra night? You know what I mean? Like even at a friend's house, you know, you just like the first sleep overnight, you know, that was great. Then the second sleep overnight, it's just the, the family's sort of just like, you need to go home now. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's sick leg. You just, you just, you feel like that. It's that horrible feeling of I don't. It's not mine. And so I just feel uncomfortable, and I just, oh, it's the worst. 
Some people's lives are like that. Some people's literally, they feel that way constantly because they're in a ziklag. Ziklag is an unfamiliar place outside of your natural habitat. And so you're obviously lacking the confidence. A ziklag is promise unfulfilled. You know, we need to, you need to be careful about the promise. You need to be careful of the promise. It's interesting about idols. Uh, idols aren't always bad things, right? Idols can be good things that we turn into a bad thing, right? For example, Netflix. Netflix is not a bad thing, but I make it a bad thing. You hearing me, right? Because because I have to watch like uh, uh, I, I have to watch an entire season of a show at a time, you know, and not see my wife for three weeks. You know what I'm saying, right? Like we just we take perfectly healthy things. Like my wife, you know, discipline. Let's watch a show. Let's go to bed. I'm like, I'll see you on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Got to catch up. You know what I mean on my show. Um, so that that's that's what we do, and we take good things. And, and this is the crazy thing: is that you can even make an idol of a God promise. And, and and here's the deal: if if you if you're not sure about that biblically, just take a look at the life of Abraham. Yeah. Right, Abraham, I'm gonna give you uh, I'm gonna give you a son. So obsessed with trying to make it happen that it becomes an it's obviously an idol, and he's trying to make it happen in his own strength, in his own timing, doing acting the fool to try to get that promise to pass. You hearing me? You know, it's like no, I I got a God dream. I believe you. I believe that you have a God dream. But like, if it's a God dream, God is going to cause that dream to come to fulfillment. You hearing me? You don't need to worry about it. I mean, you, you should prepare and, 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 you know, you should be diligent. You should be faithful, but it can't become an idol. You hearing me? A zikleg can be a place at times where we have caused the promise to become an idol. Not trusting God's sovereignty, not trusting his timing, not trusting his processes, not trusting that, you know, his hand is on us and not trusting that he even knows where we are. A ziklag is a place where you feel like God doesn't know where you are. That's a ziklag. You know, God, you've lost my address in the mail. You know, somehow you don't, you, you know, you don't have it. It's weird. I don't know what happened, but your database obviously got invaded. I think it's Russian. It's collusion. I don't know what's happening, God. But the Russians are obviously trying to interfere with my calling. Right? Like, it's obviously that's what's happening, Lord, and you don't know where I am. I'm over here at McDonald's. You know what I mean? But obviously you've forgotten about me. You don't see me. And the thing with Ziklag is that God sees you. God God knows you're you're there. He hasn't lost your address. But we begin to think like this, and we begin to make an idol of it. A Ziklag is a place of immobility. A Ziklag is a place of immobility. You feel stuck in the mud. Stuck in the mud. Can't get any momentum going. 
You know, it's just like, this is where I know I'm supposed to be, and I just don't know how to get there. I don't know how to, I don't know which door to knock on. I'm just absolutely overwhelmed with this sense of immobility. It's just stuck, that feeling of stuck, feeling like you're not moving forward. This is a dead end job. This is a, this place that I'm in is a dead end. Not seeing it as continuous, not seeing it as connected, not seeing God as sovereign and going, I know you're there. I've placed you there. There's some things that I'm working in you. Even though you don't see it, I'm working. Even even though you don't feel it, I'm working. I never stop. I never stop working. You hearing me? I I see you there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I ordained it. Right? It's a place where you're feeling stuck in the mud because you're not seeing what God's doing. Right? We begin to talk trash about our Ziklag. Be careful about the places that the Lord's put you in and the way you talk about them. (laughs) The Lord's just trying to save David's life. So he's brought him into this strange place. David, I'm going to hide you. Get this. It's the weirdest thing. So you know the people who are sworn to kill you? I'm going to hide you there. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, that's just, that's weird. You know, like maybe somewhere else? No, no, that's actually going to be perfect. I'm going to hide you in broad daylight. Ziklag is fearful. This is actually really interesting. It's the result of fear. Some of you think that because you don't always make a faith-filled decision, God doesn't, like, it's it's like you've shortcut um, God's plan. You're out of his arm's length. You know what I mean? Like, I made, I made, David, you remember the scripture that we read? David said in his heart, now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. There's nothing, Right? He's, he's making this decision out of fear, but God's the one who's moving him sovereignly. Wow. You hearing me? Do you really think that God is only going to get his work done with you because you're so full of faith? <laughs> That's baloney. God is way better than that. You know, every time in the Gospels when Jesus says, hey, you know, you have little faith, he always does the miracle. He still does it. When he goes, oh, you have great faith, does the miracle. You have little to no faith, still does the miracle. I, I remember growing up, like, thinking, like, faith, I just got to faith it. Faith, 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 faith. I'm just going to believe it. These are not the droids you're looking for. You know, like, just use the force in my head, Jedi mind tricks, to just believe enough, right? Like, oh, God's, you know, God's good. He's going to do what he wants to do. If he's promised it, he's going to be the one that fulfills it. You hearing me? Yeah. Yeah. But we just we just stress out, and then we think that you know oh, I'm I'm in a place that I chose. It's not a good place that I'm in right now because I've messed up. Doesn't matter to sick whatever. God's sovereign. He's he's gonna he's gonna redeem and he's good. Yes. You hearing me? Yes. 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 Entered into it from fear. 
went the opposite direction of where I feel like I should have been. Man, if I just had more faith, I'd be, you know, things would be better with Saul. If I had more faith, I just, you know, me and Jonathan could figure somewhere else out for me to, you know what I mean? Like begin to heap condemnation on ourselves because we're just human and we're, we have serious concerns and God understands you. He, he knows what you're made of. He has, you know, he has sympathy and he has compassion on you and he's leading you sovereignly because he's good and he loves you. He's a good father. Ziklag is a weird party. You ever been to like a weird party and you're just like, this, why am I here? This is, this is weird. I've had workplaces like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's just weird. Like I, in, in real life, in normal life, I'd never be friends with any of these people. Right? It's like the first day of college. You know, you're hanging out with randoms. You know what I mean? And then in your third year, you're like, I can't believe I was friends with that guy the first week. You know what I mean? Like, he killed people, you know? So it's weird. <laughs> I had a, a friend. She, man, she was in Zuckleg, dude. She was a, a, a waitress at a, this really exclusive cocktail bar in New York. Went to our church. Um, she's amazing, still goes to our church. Um, she's actually at Hillsong College right now. And she was, for, she had to be there for four years while she was going to university. Her parents were like, you need to finish your degree. You know, you can't go to Hillsong College. You can't go to that Christian, whatever it is. Like, they just didn't understand, like, you know, what was going on in her life, et cetera. So she, she obeyed her parents and finished her degree, but she was working at this, this bar. It's super exclusive. All the who's who kind of go there. But it's just like, it's just debaucherous. Yeah. You know, and she's like working, you know, a Ziklag is a place where you feel like you're working more for the enemy than you are for God. Wow. That could be a Ziklag. Yeah. You hearing me? Where it's just like, this is a, this is a weird party, dude. Yeah. I do not know why I'm here. But Lord, you know why I'm here, yeah. you know? So I'm just going to, David's living with the Philistines, yeah. living with the enemy, you know, and pretending like he's working for them. And technically he sort of is because he's not fighting them, which is what he's called yeah. to do. You hearing right, me? Right, it's just, a, how am I friends with these people that I've killed? You know what I mean? It's just weird. First Chronicles 12, verse 1. Now these are the men who came to David at Ziklag. God begins to bring the people who are going to solidify David's future to him. In Ziklag. It was it, this random place that is just right it's just like a it's just a list of bad. There's nothing good that could come from Ziklag. Well, actually that's the place that I'm going to begin to build your future. Isn't that insane? God will find you and he will even send other people to find you. You hearing me? Like, Lord, I, Lord, thank you that I don't need to be knocking down or pushing anything. My future is going to find me exactly where I am. Regardless of how I've got here, that's how good you are. Lord, if you've promised it, you will fulfill it. You hearing me? We see, you know, the, the mighty men. Well, he, you know, while he was there, and, and these, the mighty men, dude, these are the guys who helped him in war. These are the ones that established his kingdom. These are the, the, 
these are the, the guys who are crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like God begins to bring the right kind of crazy to David. You know what I mean? I mean, you're thankful for the right kind of crazy friends, right? Who kind of begin to come alongside of you and tug you into your, into your future and pull you into your future and go, hey, man, I'll fight for you. Yeah. You're dangerous. Yes, I am. Yeah. And I have problems. But, I'm, but we're going to get there together. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like this ragtag crew, man. In, in Samuel, it says that guys that were depressed, guys that were discouraged, guys that were in debt, you know, just like the, 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 they're the dirty dozen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the Lord begins to repurpose their lives as well yes. with David's yeah. at Ziklag. Wow. Pretty cool stuff. Yes. Lord, wherever I am and whatever season I'm in, even if I feel like the season is my mistake and this place is in my mistake, you will bring my future to me. You're good. You know where I am. I can trust you. First Samuel 29, 9 to 10, it gets better. Then it begins to get worse. And Achish answered David and said, I know you are as blameless in my sight as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the commanders of the Philistines have said, he shall not go up with us to this battle. They have this little brief conversation and Achish is just like, look, dude, um, you need to go. So I know that I gave you Ziklag, but I'm taking it back. We, nobody wants you around anymore. So things are growing in one way. And this is what a Ziklag is like. It's this weird, weird transition. I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if I'm as spiritual as I think I am. You know, like, I don't think that I, like, hear God, like, the way maybe some really spiritual people do. I feel like the Lord leads me more through storms than he does through me hearing him. Do you know what I mean? Like Jonah. Jonah's a great example. Jonah, I want you to do this. Well, I'm going to do this. Well, I'm going to send a storm to get you there. I'm going to send a whale to get you there. I'm going to send a worm. You know, then I'm going to, the worm is going to eat your shade. I'm going to get you to your destiny. I feel like I've just been spit up yeah. into my destiny. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I did not arrive here. I can't be smug about what I do because I didn't, I, I was running that way. But the Lord in his mercy and his grace leads me through storms and through big fish. Yeah. You hearing me? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So, the, so there's a transition coming here, right? So the transition's coming, but the transition's going to suck, yeah. right? There's some work that God wants to do, but in the transition of Ziklag, it's like things get, they're getting good, but then they begin to get worse because we suck at really hearing God clearly at times. And so God will just be like, okay, I'm going to light your house on fire. That'll get you out. You hearing me? So, so I've, I've learned now to not judge burning homes as a catastrophe either. Do you know what I mean? You know, where it's just like, God, my life is a dumpster fire right now. So that means that you were moving me into something awesome. <laughs> because I'm hard of hearing, I'm a moron. You know that, and you are so good to me that you would light my house on fire. 
to bless me. You hearing me? That is how good God is. So funny. So, but, but here we have, we have an opening of a wound in this transition because once again, David has a rejection wound. Right? Rejected by his father, rejected by his brothers. Inc- deep, deep re- rejection wound. Now the Philistines reject him. Wow. Saul's rejected him. The Philist- nobody wants him. You hearing me? So he begins to look through that lens, right? So you ever had a day where like when it rains, it, it poured? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was raining. It's just like, every, like it's just like, it is the storm, the perfect storm. Yeah. So now he's got this rejection lens on, mm. right? Just gets rejected. And this next passage here in... Um, in 1 Samuel 30, got just been rejected from Achish. He, le- he leaves Achish. I'm going to turn around and read this on the, on, the, on the screen here. Now, when David and his men came to Ziklag, so he just left Achish to get back to Ziklag, right? The, re- the, the wound is open in a fresh way. Oh, God, God, you know, Saul's rejected me. My dad's rejected me. I guess God's rejected me. I haven't heard from Samuel either. You know, like, I don't know where to go. This is like, God, what are you doing? It seemed like you were doing something good. And, and now this, where, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Right. David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, and the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire. Okay, there's the house on fire, right? But remember the lens that he has, that lens of rejection. So he's not necessarily seeing this spiritually right now. You're hearing me? He's not prepped for that. He's just been rejected by the Philistines. Burned it with fire, taking captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive, a Hinnom of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Oh, there's another rejection. Now the guys who were my blessing want to kill me. Wow. <laughs> okay, right? right? So that lens, now all of a sudden, that lightly tinted rose lens is like dark red lens. You hearing me? Right, seeing everything. Not, the house is on fire. Now my own people want to kill me. Let's go to the next one. Because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. Let's leave that verse up there for a moment. David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. So on David's best, or David's worst day, and, and obviously we know what David did when he strengthened himself. Right? We could turn to a lot of Psalms, tons of Psalms that we could turn to, but we see, you know, like, Lord, you are a present help in time of trouble. Lord, you are a tower of refuge. Lord, the righteous run into it and they are saved. Lord, I take shelter beneath your wings. Lord, you know, where do I, where, do I, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I'm going to lift up my eyes to the hills, right? You hearing me? He begins to go to his songs. David has been cultivating a life of worship in the secret place. That's what he's been doing. We have his discography. We know that he's been doing that, right? So even though in this tumultuous season, you know, things are, are, are happening. And then he has the ultimate bad day where it's like the, the, everything, like the psychology is whack for him, 
right? Seeing through the lens of rejection, that's whack. And fit, like in the material, like everything's gone. Yeah. House is burning. People yeah. want to kill you. Where do I turn to? Right. God, had a, God needed to know and David needed to know where he turned to. Yeah. You hearing me? Yeah. This is the difference between David and Saul. Saul turns to the medium, right? David turns to the Lord. And here's the deal is the reason why this is so important is because your life is so connected to other people. So, so, so God's looking at David and he's, and he's not just looking at David, but he's looking at the nation of Israel. I am going to put a king over my people who I love, a king who will in his time of distress consult me. Come to the, I'm gonna, you, you're hearing me. And, and David is going to have a strange confidence that, look, look, I've had a worse day than this. Okay? Like, I, you know, like, I had a really bad day when, you know, like, hide your kids, hide your wife, because they're stealing everybody up in here. Right? My house was burning. Everything was gone. My friends were going to kill me. And I strengthened myself in the Lord. In, in, this, in this story, so the this, this story continues. David has this moment when he, so he begins to worship. Lord, I'm in a lot of trouble right now, but you are my source. You're my, you're my Chick-fil-A. Yeah. You hearing me? Yeah, yeah. Right? God, you're my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one with the lemonade. God, you're, you're my, you hearing me? You're my, you're my song. You're my source. You're my meal. You're what I need right now. My soul is very hungry. I am destitute. I have nothing. God, you are my source. He appropriates his source. The next thing he does is he calls for Abiathar, the priest. So the, the priest comes, and David doesn't have the confidence to call for the priest. And he doesn't have the confidence yet to, you know, to hear a word of the Lord until he's worshipped. Until he's appropriated his strength and his source. Yeah. The point being here, and we, and we see it, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. The ephod was this priestly garment that they would, div- they would divine the voice of the Lord through it. And God would speak. In the following verse, David, I don't know if we have it. It's okay if we don't. But in the following verse, David just says, okay. And he inquires of the Lord. He says, Lord, should I pursue? And the Lord said, yes, pursue. And you're going to bring back everything. So the voice of the Lord comes after David has appropriated his strength. And he's worshipped. You hearing me? Yeah. We worship the Lord because it's our job as priests. We worship the Lord as a congregation because we're, you know, we're called, we're called to it. But what we do together is supposed to spark a fire that you carry throughout the week. It's, it's, it's that's the whole idea. The whole idea is that from Monday to Saturday, you are rehearsing the presence of God. So that in your time of trouble, you call upon the Lord. Yes. And you, you don't do what the wicked kings of Israel did, and they inquired after anybody else. Yes. But you do as this man after his own heart who just inquires after the Lord. Lord, you are my sword. It becomes your knee jerk. Yeah. You hearing me? Yes. You begin yes. to cultivate a life of... And from that seeking, you have this confidence, a strange confidence to go, Lord, I need a word from you. I need a word, and the Lord will speak in that moment. He will speak in that moment. I just have three things. I just want to pray for some people tonight. Tonight. It's night for me. 
It's five o'clock somewhere. Just three prayers that I believe some of us need to pray this afternoon. Three prayers. First prayer is this. Number one, Jesus, show me my spiritual need. Some of us, at times, we have this strange confidence or just kind of like a blind optimism. It is what it is. It's all going to work out. Well, yeah, that's not the best way to roll through life. Because sometimes it doesn't all work out. And we need guidance and we need the, the Lord, you know, the Holy Spirit can lead you and guide you. You have a right. You know, before the Holy Spirit was given, guys are like rolling dice to find out who's going to be the next disciple. After the Holy Spirit falls, they don't roll dice anymore. You hearing me? It's your right to hear from the Lord. As a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, you can hear from God. But there's ways to do it. You hearing me? And one major way to do it is to be a person who worships in their time of trouble and they understand their spiritual need. People who don't understand that they're hungry don't eat. You hearing me? Right? There's no, there's no cause to. Um, and, and so it's, it's, almost, it's almost like we have to pray this really funny prayer. Jesus, show me my spiritual need. As in, Lord, show me how hungry and thirsty I am for you. Right? Part of the issue as well is that we're just drinking from dirty streams. And so we, we feel full, but you're, you're just you're eating ice cream. You hearing me? You know what I'm saying? And there's, you're, you're, you're like, spiritually, you're, you're emaciated. But you don't, you're not noticing it because of the dirty streams. Right? Like that steady diet of Netflix. The, you know, the, the different places that we turn to, because you have to eat. You're hearing me? You're, you're an eating machine spiritually. So you're feasting on something. Are you, which, but what well are you drinking from? You're hearing me? So at times we have to pray this prayer and just go, Lord, could you, would you show me my spiritual need? Show me my, 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 my need so that I can begin to cultivate a life where, I'm, where you're my Chick-fil-A. And I begin to go, Lord, I'm gonna, I need to eat today. I need to eat the bread of heaven today. I need to drink from the living water today. God, I need you. I need you. You're, you are the one who sustains my life. And God, I need you in a fresh way today. Jesus, show me my spiritual needs. Secondly, Jesus, make me hungry for you. Like as in, like, Lord, I, this is a crazy prayer, but I'm asking you to make me hungry and thirsty for you. At times, I don't feel like I... Have you ever felt like kind of sluggish? Yeah, Yeah, we all do. And the prayer you can pray is, God, make me hungry and thirsty for you. Would you stir up a fresh appetite for your word in me? God, would you stir up a fresh desire for your presence in me? Lord, would you make make your word sweet to me? Like like honeycomb. Lord, would would your, your presence just be sweet, God? Lord, that I would earnestly desire it. God, do it in me. I need it. Lord, I'm, 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 I am just, I'm spir- I feel spiritually dead. And God, I need you to awake desires in me. Yeah. You hearing me? Yes. Jesus, show me my spiritual need. Jesus, make me hungry for you. Yeah. 
And thirdly and finally, Jesus, lead me into deeper fellowship. So kind of like a prayer for, for the different levels that we're at. Lord, I need a deeper fellowship with you. Lord, I need a, a play, you know, God, lead me into, you know, maybe my prayers have sort of been, been about me or been about like, you know, kind of like I have a little task list. And then outside of that, there's just no fellowship or no soaking or no receiving and no time with your spirit. And, and God, I just want to be the kind of person who, you know, when I get in my car, you know, maybe I don't listen to music, but I just like, this is a place where I'm going to meet with you. And Lord, you're going to speak and I'm just going to, I'm just going to be silent before you, or I'm going to put some worship music on every time that I get in my car. And God, this is going to be a place. This is going to be an altar that I build every day to you. You hearing me? We begin to build altars in our life for deeper fellowship. God, my altar is going to be my car. It's my Honda Civic. It's a 2017 altar. It's what it is. Here, and we're going to meet every time I'm driving by myself. That's our altar, and we're meeting. Yes. You hearing me? Yes. Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship, and I'm going to hear. I'm going to worship, and I'm going to hear. I'm going to worship, and I'm going to hear. And I'm going to be ready for that day when there's a, there's a serious breakdown in Ziklag. Yeah. Yeah. You hearing me? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. If that's you... In, the, in those prayers. Where, where's the band at? <laughs> Playing poker again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just, they're probably playing poker with American spirits. It's unbelievable. Come on, guys. Just get spiritual, would you? It's so annoying. three prayers. If one of these prayers are you, I want to just pray with you this afternoon and just believe that God is going to do what only he can do. Jesus, show me my spiritual need. Show it to me, God. Jesus, make me hungry for you. Fresh hunger and thirst for righteousness. And third, Jesus, lead me into deeper fellowship in you. If that's, if that's you, I just want you to just stand up. And I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we just begin to sing a song? Thank you, Lord. By your stripes, I am here with one touch, I am.
Father, I just lift up every heart to you. And Lord, I just ask you that you would forgive us for drinking from other wells. God, I just ask you that you, that like t- today we just, we repent. We just go, Lord, I, we just, we, we want to, we want to drink from the living water. And Father, I just ask you that you would begin right now, Holy Spirit, begin to identify and speak through. I just, right now, I believe that the Holy Spirit is the, is, he's the one that leads us into truth. You know, and I just really believe that the Holy Spirit right now is begin to identify some wells. Holy Spirit, right now, would you just begin to identify some wells that we've been turning to, places where we've been going because of emotional needs and, and psychological needs and, and, and woundings and places that we run to because, because we just, we need to eat and we get thirsty, but we don't run to you. And these are different places that we've been running to. And Lord, they're idols and they're, they're, they're blind and they're deaf and they don't hear and they don't listen and they won't lead and the word of the Lord is not going to be there and there's no strength in them and Holy Spirit I ask you that you would begin to identify them right now right now Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus begin to highlight them begin to illuminate them places and wells that we've been drinking from Holy Spirit would you begin to do it right now right now Holy Spirit right now just open our eyes to them God Right now, Holy Spirit, show us. Show us those places, Lord. Show us those places where we've been eating and we've been drinking. Father, we lift them before you. You know them, Lord, and we lift them before you right now. Father, we lift them before you. We just go, Lord, this is this is a place. You know this, Lord. You're not, you're not angry. You're not frustrated. You see this. But Father, thank you. We're becoming conscious of it right now when we're just lifting it to the Lord and going, God, this is, this is not where I want to make my dwelling. I want to make your presence my dwelling, God. This is not where I want to make and set up a tent and set up an altar. God, I don't want a tabernacle in these places. I want a tabernacle with you. Holy Spirit, today, we just say we, 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 we need you lead us. Holy Spirit, If show us our need, number one. Those of us who need to see our need in a greater way, Holy Spirit, would you show us our need for Jesus? Show the desperation of our spiritual state right now. Holy Spirit, would you just show us? Give us a glimpse of our need for Jesus in a fresh way. Lord, we need you. We're a needy people. God, we need your presence. We need your spirit. We need your body and your blood, Jesus. We need it daily. God, we desperately need it. Father, would you show us? Give us a vision of it in Jesus' name. Give us a revelation right now. Lord, a revelation changes lives. A revelation puts a plan into action. A revelation causes us to be changed. Lord, do that work right now of revelation right now in Jesus' name. If that's you, I want to lift your hands to the Lord. God, I need a revelation right now of my need. A revelation, a fresh revelation from heaven right now of my need in Jesus' name. Father, we believe it. Would you work it, God? Would you show us what we need? Show us our need, oh God, right now in Jesus' name. Let it be a deep work, Lord, a fresh work, a fresh revelation of our hunger and our need for Jesus today. Yoram.
Thank you, Lord. I just really believe that right now the Lord is, is setting some people free um, of it, it, it's places that you've been tabernacling and you don't want to pitch tent there anymore. You hearing me? Spirit of the Lord is here to set some people free. When God reveals it, he heals it. He, you know, and so it's just like some of you, you, you sense that the Lord is showing you. There's, there's like a spiritual consciousness that's happening right now and going, man, I have been running to that. And Lord, thank you for showing me that. Honestly, if that's you right now, the Lord is setting you free right now. There is a fresh level of freedom that's happening right now as you begin to... Who is that? There's some people that honestly... It's okay. Put your hands. I want to see who it is. There's hands going up all over the place. The Lord's showing you these places. This, these have been places that you've been in. God's setting you free. God's setting you free. Sir, the Lord is setting you free. You're going to walk in a, in a level of victory that you have never walked in before in your life. God is going to set you free. I see you running in running gear. You're like Forrest Gump, dude. You got the beard down. You got the short shorts. And you're running, like just going for it. Free in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for freedom in this place. We thank you for what you're doing right now where people are being set free to worship you. That's the, the purpose of freedom is to worship the Lord. So, Father, we thank you for that. Thank you that we're free now to begin to tabernacle in your presence. Father, we thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us our need. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us our need. And Jesus, we ask you that you would give us a fresh hunger and thirst for your presence. A fresh hunger and thirst for your presence. Father, That it's like we didn't want it. We didn't want it because we were drinking from these other places as well. But God, there's a, I thank you for a hunger and a thirst that's stirring in a fresh way. Some of you, you've been asking the Lord for this. Honestly, you've been praying it. You've been praying it. It's been your lips to God. God, I, I don't feel spiritually passionate and the Lord is setting you free. There's like been a spiritual paralysis over some of you. That's what you just, you've been stuck. I don't, I want to be passionate and I don't know how. And today the Lord gives you permission to be, hung, to be hungry and to be thirsty for him in Jesus name. Father, thank you for that. Thank you for that fresh hunger. Thank you for that fresh thirst for you, Lord. Father, thank you that we wake up tomorrow. We're going to just devour the word. Lord, I thank you for that fresh appetite for the word of God and worship. There's some of you, there's some of you, I want to, I just want to pray for you. Some of you, it's like, I was talking about worship last night and I'm talking about worship today. And for some of you, it's just like, Nate, I, I literally, I'm struggling. Like, I, I, I don't, I just don't know how to worship. I don't feel free to, you know what I mean? To kind of like, to, I just don't, I don't know what to do about this, about not feeling free. And if that's you, I don't want to embarrass you, but I just really believe that the Lord's here right now to break some chains off of some people's life. Honestly, this freedom. If that's you, I want you to do something really, really brave as just an act of faith. What I want you to do is just lift your hands to the Lord. You just go, God, I've, I've, I've been struggling with freedom in this, in worship. And Lord, today, I'm giving you permission right now to just lift your hand and go, God, that's me. And I'm turning a page in my life and I'm moving into some freedom that I've never had. Freedom of even expression, just to, to worship the Lord. If that's you, come on. I want to I want to see who I'm praying for. Father, I thank you for freedom in Jesus' name. 
freedom to worship you. Father, thank you for freedom of expression. Lord, of people who are passionate worshipers in Jesus' name. That they're not, they're unafraid, they're unabashed, they're like David, they dance before the Lord. Father, I thank you for freedom in your house and freedom to worship in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Is this okay? Yeah. I know it's okay. It's okay with you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, lead us into a deeper fellowship. Deeper fellowship, Lord. Lord, a place where we, in our ziklags, we're going to for, pray for the Ziklag people in a moment. I, I believe that there's a bunch of Ziklag people. And where you're going, I am like, I am the mud person. I've, I can't move. I'm like in Zeg, like it's frustrating. But this deeper, this deeper worship, this deeper fellowship is such a key to understanding your season. Because as you begin to worship and you begin to fellowship and knowing God's presence and he's with you, you begin, your soul begins to become renewed and you begin to give God the benefit of the doubt as being sovereign. You hearing me? That's what worship does. You just begin to go, God, oh, you're there. You're here. You're in charge. You're in control. I, I trust you because you're here. You see me. You see me in this season. You see me in my brokenness. You see me in my anger and my frustration. Some of you are so depressed because you're angry at God because things haven't turned out in the timing that you wanted in the way that you wanted it. You have, you are so depressed that you don't even know how depressed you are because you haven't identified how angry you are with God. The Lord is going to set you free today. Today's going to be a, be a beginning of some healing that comes into your life. But some of you need to tell the Lord, Lord, I'm angry at you. I'm really, really, really peed off. Right now, right now. If that's you, I'm gonna just I'm gonna give you a moment. I was gonna play, pray for the Ziklag people at the end, but we're gonna do it now. God, I'm angry at you. <laughs> Lord, I'm angry because I'm not doing what I thought I'd do. It's just so frustrating. And Lord, I'm 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 here and I'm I'm in this job and I'm, I'm not doing what I thought I'd be doing in, in the exact thing and, and some people did this and it, it messed me up and I'm not on track because of things that had happened and where were you, Lord? And this anger and this depression is constricting you. It's not like clinical depression. It's just a, par a paralyzing depression because of how angry you are at the Lord. He loves you. God's going to use it. Oh, he, he sees it. He's moving you. He's positioning you. He's not canceling you. He's not giving up on you. He knows that you're upset. So in this moment, in this moment, what I want you to do is just lift your hands to the Lord. We're yachting with kabotting today. Lord, I'm giving you my anger too. 
I'm, I'm frustrated and I'm really ticked off, but it's just so pointless. And so I'm releasing that in a fresh way to you. This is not going to be the story and the narrative of my life. Lord, I just ask you to set me free from being angry at you today. Forgive me, God, but you know, it is what it is, and I know that you've already forgiven me, and I know that you're gracious and you're kind and you're patient. And so, Lord, I just ask you that you'd bring healing to my heart right now. Lord, I've been frustrated because I feel like you haven't done what you were supposed to do. You didn't step in when this was supposed to happen. Some of you feel like the, we're, I'm going to talk to the Zikleg people right now. <laughs> Where are my Zikleg people at? <laughs> You're living in between the promise and the fulfillment. Some of you, it's like things might be growing in a certain area, but there's a Zikleg in another area. You know, and you're just going, God, I just need your grace to see what you're doing. Lord, cause there, give me a prophetic imagination to see what you're doing, to see your timing. And, and Lord, I, 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 I don't want to be angry at you. I can feel a little bit of anger, though. It's kind of, it's getting there. I'm trying to keep it at bay from going full-fledged, you know, like, but like, God, where are you at? that's you right now, I just want you to lift your hands to the Lord and just go, Lord, I just, that's me. This is, there's a season right now where I'm in and it's just like, I just feel a lack of momentum and I don't, you know, I don't know why I'm here and um, I need you. Lord, I thank you for every hand. I thank you for every hand represented. Father, I, we thank you today for Ziklag. I thank you today for this place. Lord, I thank you today for this crummy job. Lord, I thank you for what it's working in me. God, I thank you that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Thank you, Lord. Lord, even if I feel like I got myself into this trouble, Lord, you're sovereign and you know exactly where I am. And I thank you that promotion is coming from heaven in your timing. And I'm going to be just worshiping you and setting up the altar and worshiping and being drawn into deeper fellowship in this season, and that's what's happening. <laughs> right now, Lord, let your people be prophets in Jesus' name. Let your people prophesy over their situation. Lord, give them, awaken that prophetic imagination right now over the, the sandwich artist at Subway. <laughs> Father, over those dead-end jobs, Father, that there would be that prophetic sense of your presence and your working and your moving. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Just wanna, I just wanna just say one more thing. I just feel um, there's just a, a, a special uh, presence of God on your church. 
And I really believe that these are going to be days of great favor um, for for you. I believe that you guys are are coming into just just coming into just just coming into days of great favor. Uh, in this house, the Lord is doing something in this house. This city needs this church. This area needs this church. Young people like you in in the uh, all the different walks of life and areas of life, they need people like you. Your life is important and you're needed and, and we need strong churches where the presence of God is and where people can meet with God. And so I just want you to know that there's there's something um, resting on the body on the on the like it's just weird the way the anointing works but like where the grapes are the wine is and and, and there's something about um something that rests on congregations and so i just want you to know that these are years coming in of favor and and you need to ask the lord for big big things you need to this this goes lyle this goes for you um Addison, this goes for you, but church, this goes for you. Yeah. You hearing me? As in like, Lord, I'm, I'm, what I'm not going to be guilty of in 2020 is asking you for a little. You hearing me? That's what I, I won't be guilty of. In 2020, I'm writing blank checks. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lord, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lean in because these are years of favor your favors. I'm, I'm not talking about people becoming squillionaires, okay? I'm talking about God moving you into positions of influence for the kingdom. You hear me? And that might involve money. It might. Oftentimes, it actually does. Um, but the point simply being that I just, I, just, I just wanted to impart that to you. This is, this is, a year, this is the year of ask, you know, for, for your church. You just go, what we're going to do is we're going to ask this year, God. So this won't be a year that I didn't ask enough. That, that's not, not this year. You hearing me? Not, not in my zigzag. <laughs> I'm going to believe you that you work everything that you want to work in me in this place and in this season of my life. And Lord, that I am rooted and grounded in your presence in Jesus' name. Father, I bless this congregation. I bless Legacy Church. I thank you for them. I commit them into your care. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here and that you're working. And Holy Spirit, we just say, do what only you can do in Jesus' name. We thank you for fresh measures of freedom in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for all the healing that has begun and you will continue to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. you don't mind right now just reach out and put your hand on the person next to you we're just going to pray for each other as we're closing up legacy weekend and you know nathan just led us through a wonderful time of ministry and i don't know about you but i just sense a greater measure of freedom in my own soul and life amen i just sense that god's given me an upgrade this weekend how about you that god's expanded my imagination of everything that i thought possible how about you 
And so come on, let's just share all of the breakthrough that we have received personally with one another just for a moment. Lord, we just pray over the person to our right and to our left. If you don't mind, church, let's just open up our mouths and let's just begin to declare promise and blessing and favor and fruitfulness over the person next to us. If you pray in the Spirit, you can pray out in the Spirit over them. We are releasing every single seed that has been sown uh, through Nathan's ministry and through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We cover the seed right now with good soil and we declare immediate germination of the seed and we water the seed right now with the word and the name of Jesus and we declare 100 fold fruitfulness from Legacy Weekend 2020 Lord we declare 100 fold fruitfulness from Legacy Weekend 2020 Lord we declare that the blessing and the breakthrough that we have each received will not stop with us but it will spill over into our families it will spill over into our kids it will spill over into our jobs it will spill over into our universities it will spill over into the city lord we're declaring that nashville will be different because of what jesus did at legacy weekend 2020 we are declaring that the city will be shaken as a result of what jesus did at legacy weekend 2020 we are declaring that every sphere of culture will be impacted and influenced as a result of what jesus did at legacy weekend 2020 lord we thank you for raising up world changers in this house. We thank you for raising up history makers in this house. We thank you, God, that history will be different because of what you have accomplished in each and every one of us this weekend. Just speak over uh, your neighbor, say, uh, you're a world changer. Yeah, yeah. Say, you're a history maker. History's supposed to be different because you are alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Allison, if you don't mind, just come on up and join me. Uh, we just we want to bless you guys and and just say thank you so much for making Legacy Weekend a tremendous success. Uh, it really is our honor. It's our privilege to serve you guys as lead pastors. Like I think I speak for both of us when I say we're so impressed uh, by you guys as our church. I mean, it really is an honor for us to serve you. And weekends like this, we get to see everybody in action, like flowing in their gift and their ministry. And like last night, you know, getting in bed at midnight and, you know, crying tears of gratitude saying, God, look at this amazing church that you're moving through. Wow. (laughs) How did we get all these wonderful people? that are so anointed and love you so much and love each other so much. Like, truly, we can shake a city with a family-like legacy. Like, what? What favor, God. Thank you, God, for enriching our lives with such wonderful people, with such an amazing team. Like, you guys have just served your butts off. And I know that... um, when you see an event take place, it's like the tip of the iceberg. You, you see it, and it's so small by comparison to all the work that was done previous and under the surface. And so I just want to say thank you to our team, everybody who serves on full-time staff, part-time staff, and volunteer team. Can we just give them a big round of applause and say thank you for making Legacy Weekend 2020 a success.
And I, I, I really want us to, to really bless, guys, our worship team for all their preparation and time spent, everything you guys did. I know they spent extra time and, and rehearsal and, and really prayed through every song that they sang. And, you know, because we really want to bless you guys. We want your experience in the Lord's house to be so spectacular that it's undeniably his house. <laughs> God lives there. Like, that's what we were hoping you'd take away from Legacy Weekend. Be like, wow, God was there. Amen. And, uh, man, we just want to say thank you so much, Nathan, for flying all the way from Australia to minister to us. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, church. We can do better than that. Let's just bless Nathan real good. We love you, bro. Bless you, bro. It's amazing. Amazing. You know, I, I, I can't help but to feel like when you were talking about Ziklag um, and those crazy people that showed up, I was like, man, I feel like Nathan could be one of those people in my life. He's definitely just the right amount of crazy. And he's definitely a warrior. And it just feels like, man, that you came with a key to unlock a door to realms and rooms that we previously have not known about. And that has to do with your teaching and it has to do with your revelation. But I think it also has to do in some strange way, and I hesitate to use the word, but I mean it in a righteous sense, the network. You know, I heard somebody once say, a pastor, he said, um, networking is not necessarily a bad thing. Remember whenever Jesus said, uh, cast your uh, nets on the other side of the boat and, and haul in the harvest. Well, it said that the catch was so big that uh, other fishermen had to come over and they had to do some networking. And I, I just... I feel like I feel like we're going to be blessed with friendships, like genuine kingdom friendships, like impartation, seed, messages, all that all that stuff, but networking for the kingdom and friendship for the kingdom of Jesus. And I, I just feel like, bro, you are such a gatekeeper and you delivered such a powerful and profound key to our house, bro. And I don't think we're going to know the magnitude of that gift until we get to the other side of eternity, bro. And so I just want to say thank you for this seed. I, 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 what I was praying, I prayed it this morning in my office. I said, God, 100 fold fruit. No seed will fall to the ground and die. Every word that Nathan shares today will bear 100-fold fruit. Every single thing that the Holy Spirit speaks into our heart today will bear 100-fold fruit. And so we just, we, we declare this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. My love, will you pray for us and bless us? Oh, yeah, we got to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just let her pray first, and then we'll go. No, we ain't leaving yet. I just figured, you know. Fine. We'll pray it. No, I figured she'd just stir it up, and then we'd go to a new level. Uh, well, if we're going to go back in, let's lift our hands. Come on, Yeah, Jesus. let's go. Holy Spirit, you're in this place presence of God move Jesus we have acknowledged your position God we believe that 
You've never been moved from the place of your authority. So God, we give you honor. We give you praise. Jesus, everything that you've done, everything that you have stirred in us, God, we don't let a single thing fall to the ground. And we give you honor. We give you worship and we respond to you rightly. We respond to you rightly in worship, God. We know to respond to you rightly is to give you honor, to give you glory, to give you praise, Jesus. So we worship you in this place as we are closing out Legacy Week in 2020. We want to go out in the right way, and that's in celebration and in honor of who you are and what you've done, God. We love you. We bless you. Thank you for tuning in for this special presentation of Legacy Weekend. If you want to join us in person for Legacy Weekend 2021, tickets are available now on our website at LegacyNashville.org. For more information about Nathan Finocchio, including where to find his teachings and other resources, visit his website at NathanFinocchio.ca. Stay tuned next week for another powerful session for the weekend. Until next time, love God, love people, and change the world.